Hello listeners, welcome back to MC Rulio's Guide to Weimar Germany. Um, we are looking at 1923, the year of three crises. So uh, all you really need to know is that 1923 is a very, very important year for the Weimar Republic. If we imagine the Weimar Republic as a roller coaster, it gets highs, it has lows, and this is certainly the lowest of the lows, certainly up until 1929-1930. Um, so, um, three reasons why it's low, hence the year of three crises that you need to remember. Uh, the first one we're going to start with is the Ruhr Valley invasion. Okay, so in 1922, Germany stopped paying its reparations. Remember, under the Treaty of Versailles, Germany had to pay reparations to France, and they stopped doing so. So the French invaded with Belgian support. They invaded the Ruhr area of Germany to steal raw materials from the Germans. Now, remember that the the Ruhr is the heartland of German industry, really. And um, this is where 80% of German coal was based. Um, so a really very industrialised area, very important for Germany's economy. And the French and Belgians invaded. Germany's army, simply not strong enough to cope with this. They had an army of 100,000, and the French alone had an army of 750,000. So, big problems. German government had no other way of dealing with this other than to ask the workers to go on strike. So that's exactly what they did. They used a similar tactic during the Spartacist uprising and they asked the, the workers to... Uh, sorry, it wasn't the Spartacist uprising. It was, of course, the Cat Putsch. Aha. Um, and they asked the workers to go on strike. So the workers agreed. There was even some sabotage. Good old workers get stuck in violence and unrest. Ultimately... Um, the French brought in their own workers, and there were riots, and a hundred German workers were killed. So the German people clearly hated this occupation by the French and Belgians, and they directed their anger at the government. They believed largely that it was the government's fault for being weak. They should have stood up to the French and Belgians. But, I mean, in reality, very difficult to do that with the army they had. And remember that the, the French were backed by the Treaty of Versailles. Germany had broken its promise to pay this money. So Germany didn't really have a lot of options. They were between a rock and a hard place with this one. But what happened was the invasion of the Ruhr and then the workers going on strike leads to a halt in production in the Ruhr Valley. And so that leads to um, uh, less being made there, obviously. That's the, the halt in production, which leads to businesses going bust, things not being sold. There's more debt to be paid off. There's more unemployment. There's even a shortage of goods. And it's this shortage of goods. Remember, goods can't be made if you're not producing raw materials. There's nothing to make them out of. It's this shortage of goods which helps to lead into the next problem of 1923, which is the inflation. Prices of goods goes up because there isn't as many goods around. And this takes us, as I say, into number two, hyperinflation. So inflation was already rising. The government thought they'd solve this problem by print, just simply printing more money. Uh, to make up the shortfall in income. Not a good idea. It allowed the government to keep up with reparations, but it makes the inflation worse. And they get locked into a vicious circle. More inflation, so they print more money. And that makes prices rise further. This is known as hyperinflation. It's not ordinary inflation. This is hyperinflation. This is like the uh, Superman of inflation. In 1919... A loaf of bread would have cost a German one mark. By 1923, 
could have cost them anything up to a billion marks. Huge, hugely damaging, as you can imagine. Things became very, very expensive. And of course, wages were being brought up as well, but they were not keeping pace with the rise in prices. So effectively, the buying power of German people went down massively. So what were the results of hyperinflation? Well, I've got a few here for you. People suffered shortages. The mark became worthless compared to foreign currencies. So in 1918, 20 marks would have been the equivalent of one pound. By 1923, that same one pound would have bought you 20 billion marks. Wowzers! Germany couldn't afford to import things as a result of this because of course they'd have to pay out um, in relation to foreign currency and they couldn't do so. And this led to shortages of food and other goods. So the shortages got worse. Okay, another one here. People couldn't afford the goods. Even if the goods could have been shipped into the country, they couldn't have afforded them because, as I said, prices had outstripped the wages. Workers were often being paid in some places twice a day. Absolutely mad. Okay, another effect here. People lost savings. Um, if you had an insurance policy that was due to pay out, if you had pensions that were due to pay out, what you were getting was simply nothing. Peanuts. If you'd saved up your whole life and put 50,000 marks away in the bank, it's worth nothing. It's a slice of bread. And of course this mainly affected the middle classes because often working class people didn't have a lot of savings. It was the middle class folk who lost out here. Um, you need to just have a few little tricks up your sleeve if you like, examples of hyperinflation. Don't forget about the lady who put her basket full of money down and as she looked in the shop window, she turned around a minute later and the money had gone but the basket was still there. Yes, Germany was a basket case. And um, also don't forget about uh, some German people choosing to burn money because it was cheaper to burn the money than it was to buy fuel to burn. Okay, so just make sure you've got a couple of those sorts of examples up your sleeve. Children playing with notes rather than toys because it was cheaper to play with money. Okay, third of our crises is the Munich Putsch. It's November the 8th, 1923. Hyperinflation is at its peak. The Ruhr Valley is in is occupation. The government announced it was going to restart the reparations payments. And this made the public very angry, this combination of factors. <clears throat> Hitler decided to launch his putsch, his right-wing rebellion, in Munich. He thought that people were so cross with Weimar that they would support him. Didn't work, as we're finding out, obviously, when we look at the Nazi topic. Hitler ends up failing, he goes to prison. <coughs> Excuse me. But what it does demonstrate is that there is low morale in Germany. And there is an ongoing risk of the democracy failing, that armed groups are willing to try and kick the government out using force. Okay, so just to summarise for you, three crises. The Ruhr Valley crises, hyperinflation, and the Munich Putsch. Don't say I didn't warn you.